Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, everybody, to Big Ten Football and Beyond. It is Wednesday, June 21st. And we're going to talk all things college football, all things Big Ten as well. We're going to break down the week that was in the Big Ten and talk to you about the latest that's going on in the world of college football. Uh, also, want to tell you about um, new things we've got planned. I've mentioned this a few times. I'm not going to go into great detail if you've listen to it before but we are going to be expanding we're going to be adding some podcasts we're going to have a big 10 podcast that's going to be done um a little bit more frequently than i can do it um and certainly um well, i'm going to be talking college football on my national show uh but we're going to be adding uh one two maybe even three times a week depending upon the host uh different conference podcasts throughout um, the world of college football. Uh, so we're really excited about it. Certainly going to be doing um, some handicapping podcasts. We're going to have a lot of things for you that you're going to absolutely love. So check it out. Keep it here. We're going to tell you all the latest details on how do you get it. Well, the same way you get this podcast, same way you get the pro football podcast each and every day. Uh, sign up for Landry Football's conference call. So if we change this, and as I plan to go to with a Probably going to be a, a different-looking uh, podcast, uh, but but kind of similar in the way I do it. Um, you're going to be able to uh, get a hold of that. The great thing about these podcasts that we're going to be doing with um, other folks is that you're going to be able to see them as well. Literally, we're going to have a Twitch channel where you can see it live, interact with the host, and then still listen to the podcast as you normally do. So we're really, really excited about that. So Keep it to LandryFootball.com, and keep it at LandryFootball.com. Keep it here as we give you more and more updates throughout the summer and heading into the football season. Uh, reminder, along with that, LandryFootball.com is where you can get all the film room breakdowns, roster breakdowns on the college and pro game. So make sure that uh, you're subscribing, taking advantage of the scouting season offer, which is Less than $5 a month. So we want to make sure that you take advantage of that so that you can get not only the breakdowns, roster breakdowns, college, the NFL. We're going to have all of that for you. So 
really excited about what we're able to bring to you and um you know what we can peel the onion back so to speak peel peel the curtain back and get a peek inside the film room as we break down college and pro football like no one other and all the news and notes in our um notebook each and every day very very useful so this podcast is uh, brought to you by our great friends at 401k generation 401ks iras uh, they are the experts they're licensed in all 50 states uh, 1-866-998-5879 is the number that you want to call that's where you can send a text or call no obligation but learn a little bit more about what they can do. You can also go to LandryFootball.com and click on the link at 401k generation on the left side of the website to learn a little bit more about what it is that they do. Um, But they're licensed in all 50 states. Anything to do with money management investments, they are the experts. You need to check them out. Get a first opinion, get a second opinion, but get an opinion. Create your wealth preserve your wealth get yourself a financial checkup today for goodness sakes we're in a time of a pandemic staying healthy you need to stay healthy you need to stay financially healthy and the folks at 401k generation led by eddie rojas where you need to go license again in all 50 states 1-866-998-5879 so um a couple of issues coming out that jump out off at me nationally I'm curious to see where this goes, but we've got a West Virginia player, Kerry Martin, who wrote a lengthy Twitter post. You've probably read it by now. Contains allegations of verbal mistreatment by defense coordinator Vic Canning, who I've known for years. We'll see where that leads. Is this real? Is I'm not. Don't want to question it, but we don't want to assume that everything is the way it's said. Remember what I always say about assuming. If you assume, you will end up looking like the first three letters of the word. So let's just see where it plays out. Um, It's obviously dealing with the sensitive issues that we have in our society today. Along with that, uh, or aside from that, but along those same lines, Florida State President John Thrasher has asked the athletic director, David Coleman, to investigate whether the name of Dope Camel Stadium should be changed. One of their linebackers, Kendrick Scott, has started a petition requesting that Doak Camel's name be removed from the program's stadium, a position that's got over 2,100 signatures. He served as president of the university during the transition from Florida State's College for Women. He was opposed to the admission of black students. And beyond that, um, you know, um, it was he was, a you know, someone that was obviously deemed along the lines of, what people are protesting today. So it goes aligned with the statues that are being taken down. We'll see where this goes. That's the latest on that. Um, as far as Big Ten information, news and notes, and by the way, we're going to break down um, Northwestern and Illinois today. We're going to go over their rosters, give them a full season preview. For detailed season previews, you want to check out LandryFootball.com. That's where we're going to get a little bit more in-depth where we break down how, my, how the players were graded coming into um, to college, how they're graded going out, you know, who are the pro prospects. we got that all for you, as well as a complete detailed, um, gosh, three, four, five thousand words 
of information, projected depth charts, you've, you name it. We've got it all for you. Uh, but we're going to hit on some key points uh, with the Illini in Northwestern. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, by the way, speaking of the Illini, we're gonna, one of the guys we'll talk about is Daniel Barker, their tight end, athletic guy. Looks like a big receiver, 6'4", 250, runs like a receiver. Um, he's certainly the type of guy that's got NFL-looking athleticism. Um, so he's in the third year with the Illini program, just starting to come into his own. But, again, we'll talk about uh, him and uh, the rest of the Illini coming up soon. Nebraska getting a verbal um, yesterday from three-star running back Gabe Irvin. Great Gabe Irvin. Um, Arizona State, Duke, Georgia, Michigan State were the uh, group of finalists for the young man. Um, Buford, Georgia native. Um, it looked like as of May he was leaning towards Nebraska, but they get him. A uh, solid player, a top, you know, 40 running back in the 2020 class. So good get for the Cornhuskers. Um, uh as far as um, uh, Wisconsin getting a big-time commitment from uh, four-star cornerback Ricardo Hallman, big get for them. Um, 5'11", 180, um, Fort Lauderdale native, really good get for this group. Um, still here, I think a guy that's a little under undervalued, and I think that's why he's kind of moved up to the four-star level. They're a little bit late on him. He's a top 30 corner in this class, maybe a little bit higher than that. Really, really good-looking player. Got some length, got some speed. So uh, really excited to what he can bring to uh, Wisconsin. So check out more of those details at LandryFootball.com. Over at Iowa, um, they have paused their ticket sales for 2020. Um, they're like everyone else trying to figure this stuff out. Uh, but on the field um, – they got a verbal commitment from three-star defensive back uh, Jordan uh, Oladakun, who is, uh, is a recommitment for them. Um, he's a 5'11", 181-pound corner, Penn State, uh, Virginia, Louisville. Um, really good player. Um, you know, again, 17 commitments for Iowa. Really solid class in the mode of what they normally do. We'll see if they can hold it together. Uh, good, good, solid player. Michigan got a four-star commitment um, on uh, Sunday, <coughs> pardon me, over the weekend. Uh, Quentin Somerville, the defensive end, was expected, but he had Washington, UCLA, Florida, Stanford, uh, 6'2", 233-pounder, stand-up rusher, will grow into a guy that can play down. I really do. I think he's got the strength, and he's got pretty good length to be able to play down. Good get for them, four-star quality kid. Um, for you Penn State fans, uh, keeping up with Ricky Slade, uh, looks like he's going to transfer to Old Dominion. That's been a nice little program. Obviously nothing official yet, but it seems like him uh, is leaning towards him going there. He was obviously a five-star recruit for Penn State. Never really got the chance to shine. He was going to be the guy that um, – was going to be the next great one. Um, if he graduates early, he can play early for the Monarchs, um, but um, we'll kind of see where that plays out. Ricky Ronnie's done a really good job there. That would be a good get for the Monarchs. Um, speaking of Illinois, they got a really good athlete in um, the Lockley kid that uh, committed 
uh, really good-looking player. Um, Three-star kid, uh, a guy that's been uh, recruited. Theodore Lockley's really good-looking player. He's the um, third player from the Sunshine State. Guess Lovey kind of going back to his Tampa roots there. Uh, Boston College, Kansas, Rutgers, um, a lot of other offers that he had. Really good athlete, can play. I think he's going to be uh, a player that can play wide receiver uh, for the Illini. I think there are a couple of spots that the guy could be really effective. He moves well. He's got good bend. Um, I think he can play in the secondary. So we'll see. Leave that where that goes. Um, you got Patrick Bryant, the wide receiver, and the three-star linebacker Dylan Rosiak. Uh, both were really good players. In fact, the Rosiak kid played in some of the seven-on-seven work. So solid get for <clears throat> the Illini this week. Uh, Indiana, offense coordinator Nick Sheridan. Word has come down is going to be paid $450,000 in his first year salary for Indiana. Um, it's a big, big raise. He made just under 190 last year as a tight ends coach. He takes over as an offense coordinator as Kalen DeBoer is left to become the head coach at Fresno State during the offseason. <coughs> so, pardon me, this is news because new Nick got the job, didn't know exactly what his money was, uh, really good money there. That's certainly a big, big boost for him to go up quite a bit. Um, speaking of money and financial issues, Scott Frost is going to donate a part of his salary back to the athletic departments. We're seeing some coaches do something like this or something along the lines of um, maybe giving money to their staff to protect, you know, their support staff that, okay, if we, we don't do this, we, we could end up losing a couple of jobs. Well, a coach that is making a lot of money and is willing to – give up some of that, you know, you could probably, you know, keep the funding on for maybe two, three staff members, and we're seeing a few of them do it. You know, he's given a $5 million deal, so uh, it's a certainly a good move for him. Um, we talked about Michigan and their situation. Um, curious to see how this plays out and how they're going to play this. I've known um, Ward Manuel for a while. I recruited him out of high school in New Orleans and uh, ended up playing at Michigan. He's now the athletic director at Michigan. He comes over from Connecticut. Um, they have come out, and, and I think it's more of a public stance to to tell kids, players, look, uh, this is how serious we are with it. I don't know how much they're going to follow through with it, but Curious to see. They say players who don't follow the health policy that they're given, including requirements for mask, uh, mask that um, they may need to wear off campus and on campus, they could, you know, uh, lose their scholarship, lose, be removed from the team. Seems drastic. I don't know if they're going to go through with that, but again, it's kind of what I think you do, and to try to indicate to them how serious you are about. Look, here's the policy. Here's what we're doing. Here's how we're going to try to make you safe. Now go and do it. It's probably no different than anything else that we're going through, right? I mean, a lot of it, people are taking this along political lines. But the bottom line is, look, um, you've got um, opportunity to do some things just from a health standpoint to maybe give yourself a 
a, a better chance of being healthy and successful and dealing with it. But, you know, some people are not going to want to be bothered. So, um, you know, these players, these young guys are going to feel invincible. So I think they're putting a lot of pressure on it. But that puts them in a little bit of a situation where this rule or this mandate either is going to have some teeth or it's not. I'd be curious to see how this plays out. Kind of thinking about it. I'm not a big odds guy. Check out the odds in Vegas for Michigan to win the Big Ten. No, no, no. Not to make the playoffs. Not to win the national championship. What are the odds of Michigan to win the Big Ten? Uh, The same as Minnesota. Ohio State's the favorite, followed by Penn State and Wisconsin at 7-1. Then it's Michigan and Minnesota at 16-1. to 1. How about that? That ought to tell you something right there. Mm-mm. Nebraska, 30-1 to 1 odds to win the Big Ten. Mm-mm-mm. So that's the latest. Some news and notes around the Big Ten. Illinois and Northwestern not winning the Big Ten this year. But can Northwestern get back on track? What about Illinois? What a year they had last year um we're going to start with the fighting line two games in 2019 at home against wisconsin and on the road against michigan state boy did that turn things around for that program my oh my what an impressive little run that they had um just two and four before wisconsin coming to champagne headed towards a typical Illinois season of recent ilk. Three weeks later, they fall behind by 25 points in the first half against Michigan State. You know, typical Illini not coming back from that. Oh. But led by Brandon Peters and Josh Imitamorbe, I, I just call him Josh I. Folks, you're going to have to know who that kid is because I can't pronounce his name the same way twice. And I've been had the coaches explain it to me. Josh I, those guys led him back. An improbable 37-34 to victory over the Spartans. Obviously, they got the James McCourt last-second field goal to get the 24-23 victory. And that was really key. And the Michigan State one was a bowl-clinching victory. You know, one of the things that Lovey told me is they, and coaches tend to do this and tend to kind of look at it this way. But they had 15 freshmen starting three years ago. Those guys are seniors now. He thought 2020 was going to be the year. I think he thought what happened last year could happen this year. I think this was – and good for him because in a pandemic year, all bets are off for anybody. But what a season. What a great job. I mean, going to a bowl game again. Again, we've seen some good Illinois teams. I have seen some good Illinois teams in the past. But it's been a, it's been a minute. For the first time in the Lovey Smith era, they are bringing back a full-time quarterback. You know, after arriving last summer as a transfer from Michigan, Brandon Peters took control of the offense. 
This has really worked. You know how some of those transfers, they just don't work. This one worked. Not Joe Burrow work, but let's put it all in perspective. Pretty doggone good. Really good understanding of what they're trying to do offensively for Rod Smith. Seen a lot of different looks. He's taken a lot of snaps. He's looked at a lot of different schemes. A lot of different game plans thrown at him. He's done a very nice job. Really good-looking player. Good arm. Can throw it anywhere. Kids, pretty good. Okay? Um, you know, bowl practices help. Boy, you know, I hear that a lot. Bowls, these goals, bowls, bowl games don't mean anything. Oh, like hell they don't. Practices alone they do. Boy, that's big. How big is it now that you went to a bowl game last year? Because that is, I always call it, your bowl practices are an extra spring. Uh, how about as that's in lieu of the spring? That's what happened this past year. So it really helped them a lot. So Rod Smith, coordinator, really likes working with him. He's a really good player. God forbid he gets injured. Not nothing against Matt Robinson. They're they're dead. The biggest reason why they turned it around last year. The biggest reason is Brandon Peters. Um, you know, um, when you're talking about Josh I, he's the. In case you don't know, he's the USC transfer. Mitter Bihe. Amit or Bihay, I'll try it again. I, I keep trying it. You know who I'm talking about. He's a difference maker. He can run by most people, most corners, anywhere. Really good. Really, really good. Tailback Mike Epstein suffered a torn ACL in the opener against Akron. Um, Florida product is going to be back in time for this year. Tight end. It's going to be a strength. Like Daniel Barker, um, talked a little bit about, you know, what he is and, you know, what he can be for this team. Um, I think, you know, really both tight ends have a lot of ability and I think can help them. Those of you follow the SEC, Luke Ford from Georgia is also there. But Barker's really good. As I mentioned a little bit, kind of start this. This guy can move, and he's like a big receiver. Got four of the five starters returning on the offensive line. Pretty good-looking group, experienced group. Um, you know, Kramer's the unquestioned leader there. Doug Kramer, the center, really strong. Guy's got next-level strength, good player. The tackles, Paluski and Vidarian Lowe are also four-year guys. So when you get two tackles, you got a center that's really good. You've got something that you're working with. Kendrick Green's at the left guard. Jake Cerny likely going to – the senior going to start at the right guard. Um, it's a good group. I mean, good quarterback. Don't have the receiver depth. We're going to get into the special teams in a bit. It may have the special teams unit in the Big Ten, at least how it graded out last year. I think the transfer portal has been good. Luke Ford again will help. Chase Brown at running back. Christian Bell. 
Derek Smith in the secondary. Blake Gersanti. Now, defensively, they lost 43 of 52 starts on the defensive line. Really unproven there. Uh, and, you know, at the line of scrimmage, again, I like the offensive line. Don't have any injuries. They don't have much depth there. Defense is going to have a hard time taking the ball away as well as they did because you've got some key replacements and some key depth issues. Before the 19 season, they lost Bobby Roundtree to a career-ending spinal injury suffered in a swimming accident. Um, the strength of the defense is linebacker. Jake Hansen, Milo Eifler, that's where the strength is. Um, they can play. They, they they match up pretty well. Again, depth-wise, not so much. But Hanson's, Hanson's really good. The secondary is another strength, like the secondary. Nate Hobbs at corner, safety Tony Adams and Sidney Brown. Um, I like cornerback uh, Marquez Beeson. I thought he was on track for a really good um, rookie season. And they've added, uh, you know, Al Davis to coach the tackles and Jimmy Lindsay to coach the ends. So it's a well-coached group. Just don't like the defensive line as much as they did. I mentioned special teams being really good. Blake Hayes um, is a really good punter. One of those Australian punters, all Big Ten guy. He's going to be in consideration for the Ray Guy Award. Um, James McCourt the senior kicker who kicked that game-winning field goal against Michigan State, among other things. He's going to go down as the guy that beat number six Wisconsin with that last-second kick. He can kick it from long range, and he's trustworthy. They really like him. So, Lovey's been pointing to this 2020 season, but because how things broke, I kind of think that the big turnaround in 2020 happened last year. Uh, Sometimes it comes a year late. I think he came a little little early here, a year early. Um, getting that bowl was big. The three-game losing streak to close out the season kept Illinois from its first winning season since 2011. They really should have. Um, you know, Northwestern, with the way they played, <clears throat> could have – it could have been a win for them. You know, let's remind you that, that they lost to Eastern Michigan. That's another game. But, you know, they did lose to Nebraska. They did lose to Minnesota. No shame there. Did lose to Michigan. No shame there. They lost at Iowa. No shame. Probably the way they played. Should have beaten Northwestern. They got they got beaten 29-10. Um, I don't know that they get there this year. They got a lot better last year. Big jump. I think the talent level is good. The defense, tell you what they look like on film. They play a lot like Iowa on film. They get in position. They fit their gaps very well. Uh, really good. Offensively, I thought they ran the ball better. They're going to miss a really good back that they're going to lose. Reggie Corbin was a really good back. Um, they're going to miss Dealey Harding on defense. They're going to miss uh, Bidiku. Who, uh, who's really good. So they are going to lose some key guys. 
but Brandon Peters has worked out well. Without him, they're done. They're pushing real hard on recruiting. The facility upgrades are nice. They're not elaborate, but, boy, it's a long way. The The stadium is not very good and in terms of what they got to do there. A lot of work there. But I, I just don't know where they get the wins. So, look, they, they can certainly beat Illinois State in Connecticut, and I think they should beat Bowling Green and they should beat Rutgers. They got a good start. They got four games. But you got Nebraska, Purdue, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa. I would say that Nebraska, Purdue, Indiana only could give them question mark games. Loss at Ohio State. Loss at uh, at home against Minnesota. Loss at Wisconsin. Likely loss against Iowa. Question mark against Northwestern. So, I don't see them winning all four question mark games. I see them, if they take care of business, they got four wins. Which two games can they win out of the four? At Nebraska, Purdue at home, at Indiana, Northwestern. Win two of them. Get to six wins. Something tells me they're a five-win-looking team. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But that's a look at the Illini and where they are. And I think Lovey's made a lot of changes. And some of them have been substantive and have helped. They have been as aggressive, more aggressive than anybody in the transfer portal in the Big Ten. And certainly uh, maybe uh, the most aggressive transfer portal school in all of college football. Well, the neighbor in the state in Evanston, Northwestern, didn't have the year that they thought. They defeated Illinois, though, to complete a miserable 3-9 season. Pat Fitzgerald said, this ain't happening again. They're going to be determined to show, and that was the worst season last year in the 14-year tender for Pat. They are anxious to prove that it's an outlier and not a harbinger of a downturn. They needed a big jolt on offense. Man, they really took a big-time step back. And, listen, it's usually personnel-oriented, but you've got to get a little bit more. They brought in Mike Bajakian, who really did a good job at BC, getting the most out of what you have. I, you know, he takes over a unit that last year scored 16.3 points per game. 126 in the country. 128th in passing. And last in yards per pass attempt. So they think they can get a moderate upgrade at quarterback. They should be somewhat in the Big Ten race for a while. Defense held up decently last year. Most of the back seven returns. If some of the decent recruiting efforts that they have pays off, they could come back and maybe get back to their – they're a seven-win team. That's what they do. They average 7.1 wins a year. Okay. Doesn't mean they win seven games and then lead in a quarter in the bowl game. It means they win seven a year. Um, You know, but Jake coming in, 
I mean, they don't make a lot of changes. This is a lot. This is what their strength is at Northwestern is stability, how they do things. Mike McCall was there since 2008, but the offense bottomed out. From 2015 to 18, Northwestern ranked 106 nationally in score, 110th in plays of 20 yards or longer. So, but Jenkins gives them a play caller who embraces the complimentary football, the run game that they like to do, but understands that they need some big plays. So, Peyton Ramsey comes in, graduate transfer from Indiana, started 23 games in this league, passed for 5,300 yards the last two years, proven Big Ten starter. They got T.J. Green, Trent Green's son, back as a reserve guy. Hunter Johnson, who didn't do much of anything, gets a clean slate comes back, then they've got the junior Andrew Marty returning. Pretty good quarterback room. Need to stay healthy. That was the biggest issue that they had. I mean, it was a quarterback du jour. It was quarterback every week, literally. Literally every week. What about receiver? Um, they got to get more from their receivers. Riley Lease leads the group. But they got to find some other options in, in some deep threats. Berkeley Holman is a guy that can stretch the field a little. Um, senior Ramad Chickadoo Bowman needs to see more targets. Jenkins is going to feature the tight ends. But they need playmakers to really step things up. The run is where their bread, their, their bread is buttered. That's their strength. Isaiah Bauer. Drake Anderson, Kirk McGowan, Speed. They'll be. They'll have the ability to run the football. Um, you know what? Even in the face of what I would consider on a putrid offense last year and all the problems that we just alluded to, gave you the stats. How about this? Let me give you an idea before I, before I get in. Well. Northwestern, the lack of big plays in the passing game. Only four of Northwestern's 312 passing attempts resulted in a completion of 30 yards or more. (laughs) That was the worst in the country. Not one of the worst, not the worst in the Big Ten, the worst in the entire country, period. In looking at them on film, what I did see is that they improved a little bit on the offensive line. The overall offense didn't show it, but under Kurt Anderson, they did a pretty good job. They returned four starters. Rashawn Slater's a prospect. Peter Skoronsky's really good player. Um, so we'll see. I think Coco Azima can be a rising star at running back. They'll miss Gaziano on defensive end. We're going to get into that in a second. They're going to miss Alex Miller. They're going to miss Jared Thomas at center. That's, we'll see what Charlie Smith can do at South as a sophomore on that offensive line. Again, they return um, four starters. Defensively. Now, this is, again, you consider no offensive help. This defense played really well. 72-year-old Mike Hankowitz, 13th year's defense coordinator. 
Uh, continue to convince them to come back. Since 2015, Northwestern ranks 18th nationally in defensive efficiency. 17 in total touchdowns allowed. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Think about that at Northwestern. With who they get, that's development, folks. That's coaching. That's really impressive. Um, they return a really good uh, linebacking group, head by Patty Fisher, three-year starter, all Big Ten, tackling machine, nine force fumbles. He played second fiddle to Blake Gallagher last year. Really good in coverage. Good group. Led him in tackles last year to Gallagher. And then Chris Bergen enters his second year as a starter, like the linebackers. The secondary also is pretty good, especially if Greg Newsom can stay healthy. Guy can play. Good player. Uh, Travis Willick, senior safety. J.R. Pace, guys that are really good players. Uh, Cameron Ruiz at the other corner can play. Uh, they got young players, Bryce Jackson at safety, A.J. Hampton. The defensive line, again, um, is the most concerned. But this is where they've done the best job of developing. If Ernest Brown stays healthy, he can be the next guy that says, whoa, whoa, look out. He can fill the pass rush void left by Gaziano, potentially. We'll see. Um, and Gaziano's the all-time Northwestern pass rush leader. You got Iku Leota, Jason Gold, step into bigger roles. Uh, Sam Miller, three-year start at end. Then they got some veteran Jake Sanders and Trevor Kent. So they never look great. But then you watch them on tape, they really get after it. So I expect – a better performance this year. We'll get into the overall record in a second. Um, specialist kicker Charlie Kubander is back for his fourth year, trying to capture his form uh, of his first when he made 13 field goals. They found a new punter in Kent uh, State graduate Derek Adams. Um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting, interesting. You know, Bajakian and Ramsey – might really had this two proven pieces to this offense with a senior-laden defense. They got to navigate a tricky schedule. Michigan State on the road, Tulane at home, Central Michigan at home, Penn State on the road. Um, I, I can't tell you, this is a big deal. But Jenkins going to have a positive effect, but no spring to implement it. How much is that going to affect it? They'll be good on defense. They'll be smart. Nothing really changes. High energy level, need to get healthy quarterback play. That's going to help them. So it's a veteran team, veteran offensive line, should be more stable at quarterback. Um, they just can't pass the football. That's got to change. You know, last year defensively, opponents attempted 360 passes against them, and only nine were completed for gains of 30% or more. That's 2.5%. That's the second lowest explosive pass rate in the Big Ten and number seven in the country. That's pretty impressive. You talk about, well, I don't have a lot of dynamics, offenses they play. That's getting it done. Now, look at their schedule. 
Michigan State question mark. I don't know. Tulane should be a win. Central Michigan should be a win, but no easy. Penn State a loss. Question mark for Nebraska. We'll give them a win against Maryland. Iowa probably a loss. Purdue probably a loss. Northwestern loss. Win against Morgan State. Probably a loss against Minnesota. Illinois, let's give it a win. You got five wins. You got to beat a Nebraska or a Michigan State. That's where people think they're a five-win team. I say Tulane is a toss-up, but they probably win. Central Michigan, probably win. Probably win against Maryland. Definitely win against Morgan State. Like them a little bit better than I like Illinois right now, but I don't know what it's going to look like in November. Beat Michigan State early. Pull an upset over a Nebraska. Maybe pull an upset over... Iowa, but that would be on the road and tough. Same with Purdue. I don't think so. Minnesota, I don't think so. I think beating Nebraska at home is maybe your best chance to get to a bowl, to get to six. So maybe they don't make it back to their seven wins, but they get better. I think what we saw last year was an anomaly, not a trend for Northwestern. Hey, that's a look. Uh, Next week we'll certainly get into a couple more teams. And check us out. Check all of our podcasts if you – Followed, it's a quick way to learn more about each of the teams around college football. Tomorrow, it's Big 12 football and beyond. So we'll get into a couple of Big 12 teams that we're going to break down for you, as well as break down the latest uh, in news around the Big 12 and the latest at the top around the country. A reminder again, got podcasts that we are upgrading, and we've got SEC Gumbo that's already started. We're going to have other conference shows adding at some point in July, early August, and we'll be ready to go with that. And so I want you to be ready and excited for that because we are, and we're going to give you more details as it comes along. We're certainly excited about what we provide for you at LandryFootball.com and ask you to support and check that out. Uh, Take advantage of the scouting season offer. Uh, less than $5 a month, a great opportunity. And tell the folks at 401K Generation that you heard about them from us. They're licensed in all 50 states, no obligation, call or text. Uh, You like this podcast, we'd certainly appreciate you making their phone ring. Give them a call or a text at 1-866-998-5879. Tell them that we sent you. Hey, we appreciate you. Uh, Check out the Pro Football Podcast as well as flip on over and, um, you know, uh, listen to us to, to that and well as listen to us on the college football show tomorrow. Big 12 football, Big 12 football and beyond. Stay safe, everybody. Talk to you then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.